This is Diving Deeper with your host, Ben Hill. I hope you're all doing fantastic today. Here in segment one, I would like to share with you some, uh, just a devotional thought for the day. I was reading my quiet time this morning, actually, um, out Psalms 46, 10. Um, and in this passage, a scripture, it's talking about the, the psalmist writes that God is our refuge, our, our, our fortress, really, uh, that we can rest in him and know that he is our strength and that he is our very present in help and trouble. Um, and it's in this context that he says that God will bring peace ultimately, but that we are to be still and know that I am God is what he says, the psalmist does in verse 10. And that, that, that phrase, be still and know that I am God, has just really struck, uh, struck me today and is just really stuck with me. Um, I had to ask myself, how often do I actually stop and just rest and be still in his presence? How often do I just sit still before him and acknowledge him as God and Lord? Not enough, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, even as a pastor, uh, as a student pastor, I should say, uh, I don't do that near enough. And that's a convicting reality. For I think most of us, if we're really honest, is how often do we turn off our cell phones and our tablets and TV and radio and we just get alone and we're in the calm and silence and we're there with God's word open, with our hearts attuned to him and we just stop and we Simply listen to the silence. I can't help but believe that if we did that more often, we would feel a closeness and a calmness that we many of us probably aren't familiar with. See, one of the things that I'm going to start doing after today, like start, I started today actually, is this, is that I'm going to have set aside five, maybe ten minutes of where I just sit there and I, I rest in the presence of the Lord. Because it's so important that we be still and know that He is God. To be still and allow Him to pour over us his presence and his grace and his love and his mercy. And so I was challenged deeply this morning when I read that. Uh, and it just, it really moved me. It really impacted me in a special way. And so I would like to just encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, that you take the time today and just be still. Turn everything off. Allow silence to permeate the room and just relax knowing that Jesus is truly God and that you can worship him 
in the silence. Remind you all that you can call in to my podcast if you download the Anchor app on mobile. You will be able to send me messages, and I would love to hear from you on your thoughts on the J.D. Greer uh, uh, CNN conversation, the Greenway hiring at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I especially love that one. Uh, your thoughts on abuse of the faith and what you're going to do to help make sure that you protect your church. Uh, maybe you're a victim and you just want to share your story. If you're comfortable with sharing that with me and me sharing it on my podcast, I'd love to do that so that people can be informed on that. Um, or if you have any questions about the Bible, or anything that God has showed you over the last several weeks that you would just like to share, just let me know uh, by download the by downloading the Anchor app on your phone. You can go to the Google Play Store or the iTunes um, App Store. So the iPhone App Store, either one of those places. Love to hear from you. Have a blessed day. back with segment number two today and I really want to talk about Adam Greenway, Dr. Adam Greenway, who is currently serving as the dean of the Billy Graham School and as William Walker Brooks, Associate Professor of Evangelism and Apologetics at Southern Seminary. Uh, he's actually uh, been the dean there since 2013 of the School of Billy Graham which has become the largest graduate school at any Southern Baptist seminary with more than 2,100 students that are currently enrolled. And this is from the bpnews.net article. Um, they say that he is there with quotes of a man of impeccable character, which this guy has demonstrated that thoroughly throughout his ministry. He was announced to be the next uh, candidate or the, to be the candidate to be affirmed and confirmed to be president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in, in the Fort Worth, Texas area. This is absolutely incredible. Uh, I, I think that this is a home run win for both SBC, for Southwestern, um, and for uh, the seminarian faculty and students alike, I think that uh, Greenway will do an incredible job of bringing that school back to the prominence that it once had. Uh, unfortunately, over the last several years, we have seen that school fall and not really achieve what she is capable of achieving. Uh, it seems like there's a lot more of the Texas students that used to go there that are going to other schools like Southern, which is where Greenway currently serves. Now, uh, I think it is highly important to remember that uh, from all the reports that we have about Southern, or not Southern, but Southwestern, I'm sorry, um, that there's a lot of work that Dr. Greenway is going to have to do as president. And so it's important 
for us to begin praying for him for wisdom and guidance and his leadership that they will be able to really create the environment that God desires for that school. I honestly don't think that there's a better candidate than Dr. Greenway to take on that responsibility. It's just, it's a big job. There's a lot of work that's got to take place. Um, And back in the heyday of Southwestern, it was right there with Southern as far as enrollment was concerned. And over the last several years, the enrollment has decreased significantly. I believe, if I remember correctly, the enrollment is second to last, only behind uh, our uh, west, most Western uh, seminary in what used to be Golden Gate, but it's now Gateway Seminary. That's the only other seminary that has fewer enrollment than Southwestern. And that, that that shouldn't be the case. Southwestern should be a flagship school for us along with Southern. Um, and so for us as believers, we need Southwestern to thrive and to flourish. I thank God for the great leaders that we have currently at our other schools. Um, and I'm praying for uh, Dr. Greenway, as he moves into this new role, I, I am thrilled and excited, honestly, for him to be in this position. I think that it's an, absolutely a home run. Uh, I, I know that I've I've said that in a similar way prior uh, earlier in the segment, but it is. It's truly a home run for Southern Baptist life. Now we need to pray that New Orleans will also have a home run of a hire for their their seminary there because we also need them. We need all of our seminaries to be running smooth and be operational and giving God their very, very best uh, to His glory forever and ever. So let's go ahead and pray for Dr. We're back with segment three and our final segment. In this particular segment, I'm going to take time to talk about J.D. Greer's interview with CNN this morning. It was absolutely awesome to see the leadership and the clarity that J.D. Greer spoke with concerning the horrible situation that we as SBC or Southern Baptist churches have found ourselves in where we have been silent, ignored, and put off cases of abuse and even enabled and empowered these abusers, these these criminals, these sex offenders to have places within our church of leadership and access to our our children. It breaks my heart. If you're not familiar with this, uh, the Houston Chronicle released a three-part series, and they've released additional articles since then as follow-ups and responses to the responses to their articles. But it's titled Abuse of Faith. 
that first article that I read, all three broke my heart, but that first one absolutely destroyed me. I couldn't help but stop and show my wife excerpts from it because of how absolutely horrifying the realities were concerning these the, the these victims being ignored not listened to pushed off in the name of uh, of basically the church being a self-governing body and that the convention has no authority in any shape or form to to impact it which we know is not totally true because we practice uh, this fellowship with churches that don't follow the Baptist faith and message. We disassociate ourselves with churches that hire women to be senior pastors. We disassociate ourselves with churches that uh, allow or affirm homosexuality as being a lifestyle acceptable to God that's not sin. And yet, here is a case of abuse in our churches where children are being harmed. And yet, we have done nothing. My heart breaks because these little ones, they are the most vulnerable. They're, they are to be protected. And yet the church hasn't protected them. And it's all too real. But I have to celebrate the leadership of J.D. Greer to press onward with this call to action that we cannot accept anything to be as status quo because of the autonomy of the church. We have to call our sister churches to a higher standard. And these churches that are hiring these abusers to be pastors, they have to be dealt with. We have to remove them from our body because they are not living out the gospel. They're doing harm to the gospel. These sex offenders have no place in leadership. They can't. Because we have to protect these young children and adults alike. And so I'm looking forward to hearing how the meeting goes tonight in Nashville. And so I'll comment on that tomorrow. Lord willing, I do have uh, jury duty as long as it doesn't get canceled. Um, I will be in jury duty tomorrow. Sorry, I didn't see that I was limited to five minutes per recording, so I got cut off on that because I'm using the web page. But as I was saying, I've got jury duty tomorrow. Just pray for me. But I'm 
I am super excited to see what comes out of the meeting tonight with Dr. Greer as he is leading a special uh, meeting in Nashville to talk about some of what uh, just call to action. Um, and one of the other things, and this is a little bit off topic from what the original segment was supposed to be, but um, if you haven't checked out J.D. Greer and Johnny Hunt um, talking about who's your one, you need to go check it out because that's so important as Christians to evangelize. And every single one of us has at least one person that we interact with that we can share the gospel with. And I think we all need to get behind that. Um, it would go a long way to reaching our communities to see true revival and a true awakening in our nation if our churches would get serious about sharing their faith. Um, and I honestly believe that it is of dire importance for us to do that. But back on topic, and now that I've chased that little rabbit, um, this whole situation with abuse in the church, we as Christians have to eradicate it. And so I hope that you will take the time to listen to some of these survivors of abuse. When you hear some of their stories that, some of them have said that their their faith was literally slaughtered that day that they suffered the abuse, that they no longer saw Jesus as Jesus because these men, and occasionally maybe a woman, have committed these horrendous crimes against them that we allowed their faith to be murdered that day. When we put that person in that place of leadership. And for those that have mishandled removing people who have committed the, these horrendous crimes, I pray that they learn their lesson that it's highly important to immediately remove someone from a position of authority when they have committed abuse. We need to take the message that these children and these young adults that have suffered abuse that they bring to us, we need to take it to the proper authorities. It doesn't need to stay in-house. It needs to go to the people that can do the proper research, that can either say, yes, this happened, or no, this is a lie. We're not to be judge and jury. We need, there are people who are hired. That that's their job. And we need to use them for that. And I think that J.D. Greer is going to lead us in calling for that. I, I really do. I haven't looked at, uh, I know it's been released, but I haven't had time to look at it today yet. But someone had uh, posted that uh, a few of the points that J.D. Greer was going to make. I'm looking forward to looking at that. Um, so if you are on Twitter, you can uh, go and I believe the SBC Explainer is the one that uh, posted that or, or at least retweeted it. Um, and they are a great source for information. Um, and the Baptist Press um, might have something as well. Um, uh, but I, I, 
I'm going to go back and look at it myself. But I'm running short on time in this segment, and this is going to be the last segment of the day. So uh, let me pray for you, and then we'll get on out of here. And I hope you have a great day. Lord, we just come to you now. We just pray, Father, for wisdom and guidance as we look at ways to remove abuse from our presence, Lord. I just pray that you would just allow us to be your messengers, to be your light. And it's your name we pray. Amen. Till next time, let's dive deeper.